Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Client Experience Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez. Thanks for being with us today. I have Christina Davis of Christina Davis Coaching with us today. Thanks for being with us. I'm super excited to be here. We are going to talk about digital nomad entrepreneurship. This is something that I think is amazing and is really, really gaining in popularity. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, about how you serve people and how you got here today? Absolutely. So I'm a digital nomad coach. So I basically help female entrepreneurs kind of push through all their fears that are holding them back from taking a leap and creating that location independence with their business. So I you know, was always a huge traveler. It was always something that kind of just ran in my Right in my system, you know, made me super happy. Something that was really important to me. And, you know, I worked for years in corporate America and I was in medical device sales. So completely different. You know, I was working in the operating room with doctors and surgery. And, you know, I had my interest in it, but the lifestyle that came with it just wasn't something that allowed me to really go after my passions. And that was traveling, you know, seeing new countries, exploring new cultures, meeting new people. And I was so sick and tired of someone telling me that I was allowed to have 10 vacation days a year and that was it. And then I had to get my time of when I wanted to go approved by them first before I was allowed to do what I wanted. I started to realize over time that with each success that I got in my in my position with the company, I wasn't any more fulfilled or any happier. And I started to realize that I needed to live life for myself and not live it for other people anymore. So I decided to just take a major shift and I left my job and I went to go travel and I spent months backpacking Asia and kind of just digging down on really like who I was and what I wanted my life to look like. And I wanted to start developing that lifestyle for myself. And I started to realize that a lot of people were reaching out to me, you know, people in my network or my friends asking how I was taking this leap, what I was doing to do it. And I realized that I had a lot of skills and knowledge that I could offer other women. And I wanted to be able to bring that on a larger scale. So I got my own business coach and we started to set up a program where I was able to, you know, use all of my knowledge and my skills. And I got my coaching accreditation that way I could really help women just take that leap. Cause I think we all deserve to live a life of, you know, adventure if we want or travel and not be stuck in kind of that box or mold that we think society makes us feel like we should live in with a job. What do you think in terms of mindset? What type of mindset does somebody need to have to not only get into the digital nomad lifestyle, but to stay in it? What what, what do you think mindset has to do with that? I think mindset is the biggest factor when it comes down to it, because you have to have, you know, confidence in yourself and you have to have this drive and passion. So if you can really start to define your why and figure out like what is truly important to you, how you want your life to live and why why you want to live that way. Like you don't want to be in a job, leave a job, go start something new that isn't really another passion of yours. Like you're going to go through the same cycle over and over again of not being happy. So you need to like really be clear on what you want and be open to all the possibilities that might come along with it. You know, I think there is a lot of fear that comes with taking new leaps on new businesses or taking new leaps abroad, you know. It's a lot of the unknown, but if you are open to experiencing all that you know can come with it and you start to learn from others, open yourself up and kind of grow as your own person, you'll realize that your business and your life will kind of grow along with it. What, what's it like? What's the, like, what's the lifestyle like realistically? 
So it's definitely not your typical lifestyle. I mean, just as if you own your own business or you're working from home, you have your own hours, you know, you can work at any point of the day, really, but you need to start to really prioritize what you want your days to look like. You don't want to move abroad to, you know, Lisbon, Portugal, and still work 13 hours a day and not experience anything. Cause what's the difference, you know, than doing that at home. So I think with a nomadic lifestyle, it's really starting to like, you set your hours, you grind down, you work and you get everything done, but you can kind of create your own schedule. You know, if you want to go sit at a coffee shop in the morning with your friends and grab breakfast and then go to work, you can do that. If you want to go spend a month or two in one place, and then you want to pick up and go to the next one, you can do that too. I think, you know, there's pros and cons with both of that. You know, the pros is you get to experience a whole different life that a lot of people don't get to. You know, you get to hold value in all the adventures that you have or the people you meet and how you're like literally expanding your own knowledge of the world and how you can view it. But, you know, there are some hardships in it. Like you're going to be going through move a lot of the times if you're not stationary. And, you know, you have these great people you meet and you have hellos and goodbyes, or you might go somewhere and settle down and think you're going to like it and not. And that's okay. And I think that you just need to be able to be open to what's around you. Because if you are stuck in your own head and you don't open yourself up to the possibilities of the new culture, new city or new people, then the nomadic lifestyle won't really benefit you in the way it really should. I can imagine that it would be both exciting and a little scary sometimes just to not know what is next and like where you're going to go next both, you know, like thrilling, but then also like, ah, you know, what, what is, you know, around the corner. So that's pretty interesting. Like logistically, I wrote like when I was, when we were talking about planning this, I wrote like, should I stay or should I go now? You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, like what is the logistics of putting together a lifestyle like this? Like what type of paperwork is needed? You know, what are some of the, you know, logistics and things that people have to think about. And then also like that, these are things, you know, that that you help people figure out as part of your program, but what are some of those things? Yes. I think it's a big factor that people tend to forget about sometimes. So like, I want to go move and go live in Bali and like, they think it just like snap your fingers and do it. And there's a lot of logistics that come with it, you know, and there's a lot of research that I think people kind of you know, overlook sometimes there's a lot of places now that are trying to attract digital nomads in. They want them for their economy. You know, there's countries that are not offering like a year long digital nomad visa. You can do it in Estonia, Georgia, Croatia, UAE. There's a lot of these places. Some of them, the visas are amazing and they offer you the opportunity to go live somewhere for a year and actually settle down and work there. And some of them are more of a marketing standpoint and you actually will waste money if you do it because you could go to the same place for six months for free on if you're an American or if you're from the UK. So I think that there are a lot of logistics that you have to kind of really look into. And besides just visas, like you need to be super conscious, especially nowadays with your travel insurance. You know, COVID is still a thing that we're all battling in this world. And it needs to be something in the forefront of your mind when you're picking out your travel insurance because you have to have it entering a lot of these countries. And you want to make sure that it's one that will cover you know, your medical expenses while you're in these countries, God forbid you ever did catch something like COVID or if you did get like really hurt or if there were certain things that, you know, sickness wise that you needed healthcare for. That's, you know, a huge factor as well as just figuring out different tax breaks for certain countries where you can have exemptions, you know, based on where you live or what's 
smartest move for you. So I think there's a lot of logistics that go into choosing the correct location, choosing the correct one for your business and for what your lifestyle wants to look like. And I think we had talked about this too. And I wonder how much this with COVID has impacted this, but I know that you had mentioned before that you would use co-working spaces. Has that changed since COVID has really hit? So I think it's dependent on where you are. Some countries are a lot less hit, you know, with COVID than others at the moment. So for instance, in Bali, you can still go to co-working spaces and you can still network and they still hold events. You know, they're not experiencing the same spike that other countries are like America or the UK, they're going into complete lockdown. So it's totally based on, you know, where you're going and what the country life is looking like. But obviously there's precautions you can still use with masks or things in areas you want to go, you know, meet people and network and do all that with your digital nomad lifestyle. Yeah. I think that's been something that, I mean, it's, definitely hit us a lot harder. I've had a couple interviews with co-working space owners that, you know, things have died down significantly. People just aren't like leaving their homes to go and do that. But when you're a digital nomad, you don't have as many choices in terms of co-working spaces themselves. You do have choices in terms of locations, like basically the world is your oyster, so to speak. What would you say are some of the benefits of being a digital nomad? And what would you say are some of the drawbacks of being a digital nomad? I think some of the benefits of being a digital nomad, especially is the freedom. You know, you can design the life that you want to live. You can design it however you want it to look. If you want it to be a month here, a month there, if you want it to be a year here, if you want to settle down somewhere, like you have the ability to choose, you know, however you want to live. If you want to spend you know, life only in summertime, only in warm locations, you can move around and do that. You can, you know, that freedom to choose how you want to live, when you want to work and where you want to work is a major aspect of digital nomad lifestyle that I think a lot of people desire and look for. You know, you don't become a digital nomad to sit in your house where you grew up for the rest of your life. It's, you know, it's not the point of it. The point of it is to really experience these places, experience these cultures, and you can start to call some of them home after time. And I think that's, such an amazing thing to be able to do is to pick up and go move somewhere for a year, two years, six months, and look at it as like a little piece of home that you've now created. And then move on to the next place. And you have these little places that will always hold a special piece in your in your heart, your life, because you spent amount of time there. You've met such great people. You had these great experiences. And obviously the drawbacks of that is, you know, the cons is you are constantly on the move if that's, you know, the life you want to live. And, you know, you don't have the whole settled lifestyle that a lot of people desire or want. Obviously you can have that in different locations. You can absolutely move to somewhere and live there for two to three years or end up living there long-term and settling down if you really like it. And I think that's the greatest pro of it is you have the decision to do that. The con is that, you know, like I said, it's just, you are in a constant move. So it takes a certain person to want to live that lifestyle. You know, if you like if you're a homebody and you like being that, then the digital nomad life is definitely not for you. But if you want that excitement, that thrill, that adventure, and the freeness to kind of design and create a life, how are you want it to look, then it's absolutely the lifestyle for you. Well, I always ask two questions and I'm especially interested to hear because of your experiences, the answers to these questions. And the first is if someone was thinking about or just curious about the digital nomad lifestyle or about what you do, what will be the one thing that 
somebody should take away from this conversation that would give them the most value? What would you say to that? I think the biggest thing to take away is like, you can create the life that you want. And the only barrier that is separating from you in that life is yourself. So if you can acknowledge your fears and if you can acknowledge your setbacks that you think you have, and then still keep moving forward and still keep stepping towards that dream and knowing on the other side of your fear of taking this leap and doing it all is exactly what you want, then facing that fear and conquering it and just taking the little steps to move past it is you know, the greatest thing you can do because you truly are your own, your own hurdle. Like, I think a lot of the times we create these, you know, obstacles in our head or scenarios in our head of how things won't work or why they won't work now or what we need to do to get there, but not sure if we can actually do it. Like we create all those things in our head. So if you can just, you know, acknowledge that you do have these fears and then start to break them down and work past them to know if you start facing them little by little and you start to realize that they're really not as big as you think, that you'll be that much closer to achieving your dream and achieving the life that you deserve to live. Who wants to live a life you know, designed by someone else in a mold that someone else told you is correct? You have the ability to just do it all, like live a life you really want. Which I really love that because I think that when we ask people what they really want or what's the most important thing to them, or what they would do, or, you know, if they won the lottery, the very first thing they say is travel. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so mm-hmm. why, why wait until you win the lottery or why wait until you, until you are too old or too physically enabled to be able to do it, you know, then, then just do it now. Exactly. I mean, how many people, I know people who, you know, saved their whole lives to retire and then someone gets sick or God forbid someone passed away and they just never have to actually do it. So you live your entire life, you know, working for someone else to save money, be able to do it. And then you get to the end and you could never, like, you can't do it anymore. And I look back and you're like, crap, why didn't I do that earlier? And I don't think that's a, a way that any of us should really live. Absolutely. Well, if you had any piece of advice, and this doesn't have to ha- have anything to do with being a digital nomad, but this would be like something that somebody has told you that has rocked your world and you've carried with you. And it can be literally anything and about anything. What is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? I think one of the biggest things, especially when it comes to like, maybe not even choosing digital nomad life, just following your own life and your own passion and what you want to do is only ask the opinion of those whose lives you want to live. Because if you ask the opinion of someone who has a complete opposite life that you never want, they're going to give you an opinion based on what they, what they know, what they value and what they have. So at the end of the day, like, why are you valuing that opinion so much if you don't even want their lifestyle or anything about their life? You know, I think it's surround yourself with the people who you want to live a life like, you know, ask them questions, ask them their opinions, because those are the ones who are going to give you the most profound and the best like results from instead of the people whose lives who, you know, you seek validation from sometimes, but then realize that you don't even want anything like their lifestyle. That is perfect. And yes, exactly. Yes. (laughs) I think that's so important (laughs) because why in the world would you want somebody's opinion? Who's just going to shit on what you're saying? Because they're afraid. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, it takes a lot of guts to live our lives the way that we want to. And so if we ask somebody who maybe wanted something that we that we're desiring to do and didn't do it themselves, they're not going to advise us to, to go and do it. They're not going to advise us to go and follow our dreams. 
yeah. if someone was too scared to start a business because they were too scared of failing and then you start to bring up your idea like oh i'm thinking of starting this like oh is that a good idea because they're scared themselves you know that's the opinion they're going to give you it's the experience they went through but like that opinion shouldn't be the one that you hold most value with a hundred percent a hundred percent well how can people find you christina because christina davis is probably a very common name. So I want to make sure that people can find you, you know, what's your website, where do you hang out mostly on social media and how, you know, so what are your handles and all that good stuff? Absolutely. So they can find me on Instagram at Christina with two A's and then Davis, D-A-V-I-S. Facebook is facebook.com slash Christina.davis.coach. And my website is christinadaviscoaching.com. Yeah. And just send me a DM, you know, message me, reach out to me. Like no question is too small. I always tell people that like there's things that sometimes we think that, you know, we don't want to ask them because it seems like something stupid, nothing stupid. Like this is a big leap you want to take, especially if you want to become a digital nomad. So ask the questions, reach out. Like that's exactly what I'm here for is to help people do that. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, thank you to the audience too for being with us and sharing this fun adventure with Christina. And this has been another episode of the Client Experience Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez, and we will see you next time. 